Hey. My mama been told me don't get no poor performance And whatever you gon' do, just do it Never thought about doing music I was trying to be right, my phone Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Hoop Dreamers Podcast um, This episode is is with uh, my boy Sean D. Brown uh, we'll, we'll title this one Preparation and Opportunity um, Sean D. right here uh, is a fellow Florida boy uh, fellow native of Orlando, uh, current guard for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Sean D, man, first of all, appreciate you for hopping on, man. Uh, I know you got a got a busy schedule getting ready for, for training camp and stuff. So yeah, I definitely wanted to show my gratitude. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, uh, for, for those who have followed your career, um, many of us would consider you as somebody that's that's a lucky guy. Um, but when, when I say lucky, I, th- I think you exemplify the, the new definition of the word, the one that we've been hearing a lot recently, where luck is when, um, preparation meets opportunity, Exactly. right? Throughout, throughout your career, um, you have <laughs> continuously showed grit. Your preparation is continuously paid off when opportunity came and I mean that's why you're you're continuing to uh, flourish as as an NBA player, uh, and you can continue to receive more opportunities, right? So you know throughout this episode, I just want you to um, kind of talk about your preparation, um, the 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 moments that you have during those opportunities, and how you deal how you've dealt with. Uh, all the results that you've seen throughout your career, good and bad, sure. right? Is that that is that that yeah, work for sure. you? Um, I mean, first of all, you know, like you know, I know I've always been a hard worker. Um, no matter what happens, I just try to continue to you know develop my game. Um, I watch a lot of film on myself, so you know, working on the different type of um, things I feel like I need to get better at, and the things that I'm already good at, I try to you know improve that even more. Um, yeah, and just basically, you know, like you said, you know, um, preparation meets opportunity. Uh, I know that opportunities were going to come for me. I just had to be ready for that moment. And, you know, the moments that I was, the times I was put in that situation, I, you know, I, I succeeded. And, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, just always been a worker. Never really looked at the outside. Never really listened to a lot um, a lot of the outside noise. I just listened to, my, you know, my, my friends, you know, my close friends, family, yeah. my coaches, and, the ones that, you know, have the best interest for me and, you know, and develop from that. So. For sure. For sure. I mean, for some, I mean, this, this episode can relate to a tryout for, for a school or, or AAU team, um, college camps, whatever it may be. There's a lot of opportunities that come, that come along um, throughout your journey with the sure. game. Um, and I mean, those are all things that you experience as well. Uh, it's just, so happens to be that, like I said, every time you got the opportunity, you perform. And that's why now your opportunities come in the form of, of NBA training camps, uh, which for you, uh, your, your first one in your rookie season, which will definitely be the meat of this conversation, just so happened to be with, I mean, one of the greatest franchises in all of sports in in. You know, that's my team as well, the Los Angeles yep. Lakers. 
um, in, in the midst of them, you know, training for Westbrook, obviously had LeBron and then all of LeBron's homeboys on the team with him. So <laughs> there's a lot going on that summer. But like I said, you went in there and proved yourself. Um, and, and, and before we really, really get into that, I want to first discuss, you know, what, what led you to that point, you know, in, in, in your AAU um, high school career, just when you're growing up playing the game, uh, this is a question that I'll be asking every guest on the show. Uh, what, 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 when you were growing up playing the game at a young age, you know, what did your hoop dreams look like? Where did you see yourself going with the game? Well, I mean, you know, you start off young, you know, when me and you played against each other all the time, we were in AAU, you start off young, just, you know, just playing, just to have fun, really. And also, and I feel like that middle school level, I feel like you get around that age, that eighth, ninth grade, seventh, eighth, ninth grade, where, like, you really got to look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, is this really what I want to do and how, for, for, like, for a living and have a career-wise, or am I just doing this just for fun, which both ways are, are, yeah. are cool. Like, I know a lot of people that just do it for fun, just to get exercise, get their brains off stuff. A lot of people do it, you know, for their families, to feed their families, different type of things um, for yourself, you know, better yourself, you know, use the talent that God gave you. And, um, you know, I had a, you know, talk with myself and I just said, you know, this is a sport I really want to pursue a career in. I was playing football, basketball, and baseball at one, at all three sports at one time. So, my dad told me to drop one because he didn't want me to get burnt out for, for high school, which was a lot. Yeah. I'm going from football straight into basketball season, straight into baseball, and then repeating it. So, like, that's a lot. It's a lot on your body as a young kid. So I dropped mm -hmm. baseball and then football, you know, faded away. You know, I always had a passion for basketball. And um, I felt like around around the seventh, eighth grade, I, I like I said, I felt like I could pursue a career in this. And um, – like I said, I was killing the middle school, made the middle school team, um, was killing, doing my part, doing my job. Um, went to high school, didn't know how high school was going to go. I just knew I was going to go in there and, you know, compete. And, you know, like you said, you know, I've been preparing, training. My, like I feel like my seventh, eighth grade summer, I was just in the gym all day. Like my dad would come off at like 8 a.m. Yeah. He would come pick me back to up to like 5 or 6. Like I'd be there all day. Like <laughs> just working out and work, playing pickup, playing two-on-two -two shooting. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, in the summer it's just you have a lot of free time. So that's what I was doing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I was going to high school. I just didn't know what to expect. You know, was, you know you're on like the big stage now. So went in there, you know, found that I made varsity. was really happy. You know, the next step was, mm -hmm. you know, thinking if I was going to play or not. You know, went in practice and things like that and killed and started off, you know, starting as a freshman. You know, starting as a freshman and on in high school or in even college is big. So, and That's and big, I was actually, huge. Like, you know, the big, a big aspect to the team, too, scoring, you know, facilitating, mm -hmm. rebounding and doing that as a freshman. So I looked myself in the mirror and said, if I'm doing this as a freshman in high school on varsity, imagine when I become a junior or senior, like how much I can grow and develop. Yeah. So I was like, the sky's the limit for me in high school. So I, you know, I definitely, definitely had goals. Uh, one of my goals was, you know, um, was one of my goals. One of my goals was, you know, being McDonald's All American, uh, Jordan Brand Classic player, playing in those games. You know, I, I didn't. I feel like I, you know, I deserved it, but I didn't get it. But you know, things happened. Continued. Yeah. Um, a lot of other things, great things happened. I won Gatorade Player of the Year in Florida. Um, received twenty plus Division One offers. It was just. I can't even count on my yeah. fingers how many coaches were calling myself 
and my parents every day. And, you know, when they had the opportunity to, <laughs> to call me, I think that's what, 10th grade summer going to 11th grade, you like, you know, it was just, it just showed, it just showed me how, you know, good of a person I was and good of, good of a player I was and person wise too. Cause you know, a lot of, a lot of these coaches and college coaches, they ask, you know, how is he as a kid? Um, you know, how does he treat people or things like that? And they ask different type of people and they, yeah. they get those things and, you know, that could take you from, you know, getting an offer or not. So I've always got, you know, good, you know, feedback from people and things like that. And like I said, um, yeah, so, you know, my aspect was just, you know, just going to, going into high school, uh, just dominating, which I feel like I did. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, you, I mean, you finished as a top prospect in the country. I mean, number, number mm-hmm. 33, uh, number two in the state. So, I mean, all that hard work you put in growing up definitely paid off. And, and speaking of proving yourself, one thing I wanted you to talk about, um, was just is just the constant need to prove mm-hmm. yourself, and it's not and it's not just in the games, right? It, it goes beyond that in any group workouts, in uh, pickup, whatever it is. I mean, somebody's yeah. testing you, right? And if, and if and if you go in there thinking you just working out, if you go in there thinking you just um, you know playing pickup, whatever, and you see it as just that, that's cool. But other people are seeing it as something mm-hmm. more than get that, better, yep. right? Somebody else in that gym, exactly. Somebody else in that gym is seeing it as an opportunity to prove mm-hmm. themselves, right? So, and, and if you don't see it that way, you're probably going to be the person that they're going to be using to, to prove exposed. themselves yep. in that opportunity, For right? Sure. Exactly, exactly. So could you talk about dealing with that growing up and, and how you approach those kind of situations, how you approach, I mean, literally everything you do? Because in everything you do, it, it pretty much is a is an yeah, opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Um, like you said, um, people use their games as different ways. Um, people, like I said, you know, people just sometimes go in there just to have fun. But you can tell, and just you know, the aggression that the people that wants to make it to being a professional, um, you could tell that just the way they play, just the way they dominate, they'll take no plays off and things like that. And I feel like I was, you know, a type of like that. Um, I felt like you know when I was little. I, I kind of, you know, was playing it just for that, just to have fun. I feel like it was cool, but when I, I got the mindset that I really could be good in this sport, um, I just really played in that, played with that grit and that aggression that, you know, I'm not just playing just to make a high school team or go to college. You know, I want to be a professional, wherever that is. So, um, yeah, so I just basically, you know, eighth, ninth grade, I just started taking it really, really serious, just playing hard at all times, you know, like I said, improving my weaknesses, using my moves, all the things I practice on, I just try to translate that into a game. And, you know, I feel like, you know, it's just something I um, I just, you know, was really good in, you know, played against a lot of older people to get me better, get me tougher. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, that's what's up. Oh, it, it was time for you to, to commit to a college, right? At what point did you commit to I Wake Forest? I committed to Wake Forest, so it was – Going into my senior year of college, it was like it was like my okay. senior year of college, like <laughs> second month of school. Yeah, it was like second month of school. Yeah, something like that. Okay. So, okay. yeah, yeah. Senior, so your senior year of high school, uh, you were making that mm-hmm. final decision. What you know? What were you looking for? And you, you spoke about having hoop dreams to play professionally. What were you looking for in a college? You know that in in, in in how can I phrase it? So what 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 were you looking for in a college um, 
as far as going to one that would help you achieve those hoop dreams? For sure. Um, so I had a Final Four. Well, like I said, I had, I don't know, 17, 20 plus Division one offer. So it was it was hard, definitely hard to pick. Sat down with my family, you know, my, um, you know, one of my AAU coaches and just figured out which school would be best for me. Cut it down to a top four was um, Kansas, you know, Wake Forest, Florida, and uh, Maryland, University of Maryland. And, um, you know, just for me, I just, I've lived in Florida my whole life. So I'm like, I want to experience a different state. So Florida was kind of like already off the table. And they weren't, they weren't really yeah. like, you know, recruiting me hard, hard. Like they really wanted me. They were like, uh, we want you, but we, you know, we got someone else. So it's like, okay, Florida's off the map. Um, I took a visit to Maryland. Maryland was really cool. I like Maryland, but it just, it was just something about it. it just wasn't feeling right. So threw those out. And then my final two was Wake Forest and Kansas and um, took a visit to Kansas first. And it was a blast. Like I, I, um, I yeah, yeah, yeah. almost committed on the visit. Like it was like, you know, and people that's you know mm-hmm. hearing this or going on visits to Kansas or have experienced Kansas, they know that Kansas yeah. is like they they, they laid a red yeah. carpet down. Like every every, every <laughs> recruit they have is like, and it was amazing. Like I can't. That was probably best visit I took. It was just amazing. But you know, I just you know, I just had to be realistic with myself just was like you know I'm, i looked at the people that was in front of me and i had you know Devonte graham mm-hmm. Sveen mikhailu malik newman and i knew i wasn't gonna wasn't gonna play my first year and probably not my my second mm-hmm. i played, probably would have played a little bit my second year but my first year i probably wasn't gonna play probably spot minutes one you know two three minutes whatever and probably my second year i probably wasn't gonna get a you know a real real opportunity until you know junior year and sometimes that's the route that people take you know going to a college and everything yeah waiting their turn and you know going yeah. to the final four in the national championship which is cool but yeah. i was a type where like you know i want to play right now so yeah i was about to say what what like see there there are a lot of hoopers out there that would kind of just go with whatever the big the school ever had sure. the big name right they're trying to trying to decide even even before college trying to decide mm-hmm. on the AAU team trying to decide what school to go to. They, they rather just go play on a big stage and, you know, figure just figure it out, it out yeah. when they get there. But your mindset was best yeah. fit, right? What what you, what kind of fit did you want to see in, in um, college? Basically, um, like I said, uh, Kansas, Kansas was kind of like already thrown out the way because, you know, I just felt like I wasn't going to play and things like that. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's also hard to turn down because it's Kansas, like – it's, it's, it's big. Yeah. Um, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's big school. You know, big, uh, big basketball. It was Blue Bud, so it's like it's kind of like you know, it's kind of hard yeah. to turn down. So you know, looked at Wake Forest. I knew that Wake Forest and ACC, ACC got Duke, Florida State, Syracuse, Notre Dame. Um, you name them. Just you know, Pittsburgh. Like it's, yeah. it's a really good, really good conference. You know, known for basketball. Yeah. You know, and you know, some people can argue it's probably the best basketball conference. One of them. But um, you know, that and uh, yeah. just education-wise, too, I knew that, you know, Wake Forest is a top 10 academic school. Um, nice area. North Carolina is a nice area. Winston-Salem was, you know, was, uh, was a nice area. Um, so, you know, I looked at the academic side first in my aspect. Then I looked about looked at, you know, was I going to play? And I'm looking at the roster. You know, he's leaving. Yeah. He's leaving. He's leaving. Blah, blah, blah. This and that. Um, so I feel like I was, you know, going to have an opportunity to play. 
So, but also like, you know, I know it wasn't going to be given to me. I had to go there and fight, you know, of course it's people fighting for the same spot, you know, I'm fine for it. And it's yeah. like, you know, when you get to college, you know, high school is watching, like, you know, I'm just going to let you know that basically like, you know, you get to college, all the stuff the college coach told you on your visit, like that's thrown out the way. Like you got to go compete for a spot. Yeah. Like, you know, you're playing against, you know, college people now and, and things like that. And, you know, I, Wake Forest just felt like the best fit in general. And, um, yeah, I just knew that I was going to play. I knew that um, – and I, I actually went there and started my freshman year again, you know, as, as a true freshman and actually competing and playing good, you know, in, in most games and, you know, just playing my role, just, you know, hitting shots, defending, rebounding. And, yeah, so. And could you talk about – so after three years at Wake, um, had a successful st- stint there, and then you decided to enter the transfer portal – and commit to Michigan. Did your this did your decision making change when you were in the transfer portal versus when you were coming out of high school? Like, were, did you pretty much have the same mindset of you know you just wanted to go where yeah. where is the best fit? Because that was that was a really good that was a really good deep team. I mean, I went to mm-hmm. the Elite Eight that year, so. You know, did, was your mindset any different? No, my mindset was the same, really. Uh, just going somewhere that, you know, I knew I was going to play. Um, you know, Wake Forest was a great school. You know, I can't ask for nothing better. But, you know, we were on the verge of, you know, just not being able to get over that hump and, you know, losing, having losing records for three years in a row. And I'm like, you know, I'm just, you know, I want to go somewhere and, and win, you know, and win, win. And like I said, I had yeah. a great time at Wake Forest. You know, I met a lot of great people. But I just, you know, my last year, you want to, you know, have a winning record. And I always had the, you know, yeah. the uh, goal to go to the NCAA tournament. I mean, I feel like every kid has. Yeah. You know, that's, the, that's a really big stage. And transferring, like mm-hmm. I said, there's a lot of schools coming after me. Um, but like I said, you know, um, John Howard called me one day and just saying, that, you know, they need another wing. Looked at the roster and everything. But, um, yeah, and I just felt like, you know, I was going I was, I was to play. Great academic school as well. Nice area, Michigan. You know, it's, all, yeah. it's also different. You know, you know the the cold was definitely an adjustment for me because you know coming from Florida to Michigan, yeah. it's like for sure. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's, I can't it's even a imagine. <laughs> but, but the but the lucky thing is, like I I transferred there when it was COVID, so we had all online classes. So I, I didn't even go outside. The time I oh, yeah. I went outside was practice and just get food. That was it. But um, yeah, yeah. so just. I went to Michigan and, you know, um, you know, compete, you know, competed, you know, we had, we, we were stacked. We had shoot four, well, five, four or five seniors. Um, we had, you know, we had a yeah. solid bench and everything, you know, and, um, yeah, I was a six man for that team, uh, played a lot, uh, and, you know, just helped the team, you know, get, get to, you know, get to the, um, tournament. And I feel like I played a key role in that. And, you know, like I said, my goal was to, you know, go there Definitely. and get a great education and, 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 and to just um to just make the NCAA tournament. We did, made it to the lead eight and you know, we lost. I feel like we should have won. But, you know, it's uh, um it was definitely a great experience. I wanted to experience that before I graduated. Yeah, for sure. I mean like I said, that was another opportunity that came about. You bettering yourself by transferring to a different program for your last year. Perform mm-hmm. well, the team performed well too. And, you know, that, that, the college aspect definitely worked out for you. But then at the conclusion of your of your college career in 2021, uh, you ended up going undrafted, right? 
and of all the teams that could have called you that 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 summer, you get a call from the LA Lakers, right? Is that is that the only team that called you? What 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 how, what that process looked like? Man, it was crazy because like, um, there were there were teams calling me before the draft started. Like it was it was weird. But I think the Lakers were the was the first team that actually called, but um, I had two teams. I'm not going to say the two teams' names, but they really basically said they you know they were going to draft me. So one team, one, well, one, well, one team said they was going to draft me, and another one, I, I killed the workout. So I was like, if they don't draft me, I don't know who's who's. <laughs> like, I, I, I actually, yeah. I, they, because this team actually. I went to go work out for that team, but I had um, – I didn't catch COVID. I got a false positive. So I'm like, oh, okay, blah, blah. Tested again, negative, negative. So they brought me back, and they had, they had a first-round pick, and they were like um, – you know, they called my agent. was like, you know, such and such. You know, we don't, we still don't know who we're going to take in, you know, late first round or whatever, blah, blah. So we're still deciding. So went there, destroyed the work, killed it. Like many top yeah. players that got drafted <laughs> in the in that in that draft, I just, they just know like I was just hands down. They knew I was going to take them. Mind yeah. you, I find out they you know they traded their pick to Brooklyn, and then something like mm-hmm. and such. And then um, it was yeah. after that after the after the draft that team called my agent was like yeah we're gonna we was gonna draft them in the first round we didn't trade our pick. So hearing that after you get undrafted, it's like oh my god, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I was sick. I was like, oh my gosh. I know yeah. I just knew they were, I just yeah. knew like I it, they couldn't pick no one else. Yeah. They just dominated that workout like from start to finish. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, you y'all bro, ain't no way. Like and, every, and I feel like the other five yeah. guys knew that I was in the workout, they was like, Yeah, they probably gonna go with him. And this was mm-hmm. like three yeah. or four days before the draft. So, you know, I flew out there and then, mm-hmm. you know, another team, you know, um, uh, I had a one on zero workout. You know, the one on zero workout that that really means like they're they're really thinking about drafting you. And the one on zero workouts, yeah. you know, it's like forty five, fifty minutes. You know, they just want to see you. Know, when I tell you, like all the coaching staffs, the the front office was sitting all baseline, just watching me work out. You know, went through a workout, yeah. killed the workout. Um, you know, a lot of you know, a lot of things they want to see me do. Like I played some defense made shots you know we did like a little conditioning shooting drill after the end killed that and everything blah 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 and you know while i was walking out the door and the um the gm had pulled me the gm had pulled me to the side and was like you know you know we're gonna take we're gonna call your name on draft night put you on the two-way boom 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 so boom so i'm like okay bet you know whatever blah blah, blah. told my agent so he was like okay we're good like you know blah blah so that time that not that that night comes, you know, they didn't call my name, so they chose a different route. So I was like, dang. So it was like, yeah. So when I tell you when the Lakers were calling me, we couldn't really, you know, they were trying to get me on the summer league team and everything, blah, 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 because they didn't have a pick. So I couldn't yeah. really basically like commit to them because of what that team told me that they were going to draft me and put me on a two way. So it's like, yeah, exactly. I can't really, I can't really yeah. commit knowing that that team yeah. called me and told me that, you know, we're going to draft me, but you're two way. So definitely an adjustment. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of teams that called. It was um, during the draft. I think like before the second round hit, it was like 
eight, nine teams called. It like it was yeah. It was like it was like yeah. so, you know, I basically had, you know, my um my options, you know, and I feel like, you know, the Lakers was the best situation. I know that they lost all their shooters and then, you know, they needed a shooter. So, you know, I, me and my agency mm-hmm. and my family decided, you know, to stick with the Lakers. So that's what's up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and sounds like, I mean, that's a lot of emotional downs. I mean, yeah. getting out those calls, <laughs> the, the team, that team that committed to you ended up yeah. decommitting from their pick. Yeah, I mean that's 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 just, that's Great. just whirlwind of emotions right there, and that and that's a lot of mm-hmm. that's a, I mean that's an experience that you share with a lot of people, right? There there are, yeah. there are a lot of young hoopers out there who who you know were hearing things from a coach but didn't make a team, were getting letters from a college but but didn't get the offer, you know, were at a pickup session and didn't get picked, you know, mm-hmm. what can you say to? The hoopers out there who feel like they have proven themselves, they put in the work, they you know prepare for their opportunities, but the results just didn't go their way. Yeah, I mean, all I can say is you know just keep your head down, you know, just keep going, you know, just keep working, never stop working. Um, it's just it's always not going, to, you know, your your road is not always going to be peaches and creams. It's going to be you know roadblocks, it's going to be detours, you're gonna you know fail sometimes, but it's always how you, how you bounce back. And if you, you know, if you're always down and you're not, you're not, you you can't get back up. You know that's on you. And then that's gonna you're gonna fall in a deeper hole and things like that. But you know, just always keep working. Um, you know, listen to your your family, your close friends, the people that have the best interest in you, that want to see you succeed, and not just hating on you. Um, and just you know, just just keep striving. And, you know, whatever. You know, never let no one tell you what you can't do. Um, just and you know, just go for it. So you know, whatever. Like I said, whatever you want. You know, you you have to. You know. Always put the work in, have the mindset, and willing and drive to do do what what you want and things like that. And you know, that's all I can really say. Sure. And and after ended up you know going undrafted and, and deciding to go with the Lakers summer league team, um, you know that was yet another opportunity, right? And mm-hmm. you had to earn your way to the training camp, right? So that that step step NBA process was was beginning for you. And how do you prepare yourself for that summer league, for that opportunity uh, to become an NBA player? And not just as far as your skills, but also, you know, recovering from what had happened during the draft process, uh, mentally, spiritually. How did you kind of recoup yourself yeah. and then get ready for the next opportunity? Yeah, it was it was a quick turnaround. So, like, after the draft, the next day I left to go to L.A., so like I was just all day packing my bags, packing my bags, packing my bags, and you know, you know, like you know, and as you know, college players and high school players like listening, like you know, you don't know when you're gonna come back home. So it's like you just gotta just pack a coat, close a bag, shoes, and and get it going. But um, yeah, just it was just a quick turnaround. I knew that you know, I prepared well. Um, all my workouts looked really, really good. And, um, no, just, you know, just training and, you know, went up to, to L.A., started training, working out uh, with the summer league team. You know, I feel like I proved myself in that, too. Got an invite to training camp and training camp. You know, I, I did really good preseason. I did really good. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, I, I, before the season started, I deserved a two way. But, you know, or even a roster spot because I was in the talk in the talks about it and things like that. Yeah. Didn't get that. Um, they, they, you know, they waived me. So I went down to the G League team and. I think after like 
one game, they gave me like the two way. It was weird. They gave me the two way. Was on a two way for a little bit, and then you know they they released me. They just they they basically had no reason why they released me. They just was like you know we're yeah. just gonna, we're just gonna go a separate route. So I'm like okay, like it makes sense. But like I said, and I'm the I'm getting I'm starting to know yeah. that this is a business. And, you know, like I said, you know, just people that you know you just get you just really you really just have to work, and you know things are gonna happen. You just got to keep your head down and keep grinding. And like I tell a lot a lot of people, like it, you could be you know laughing laughing or giggling with the gm or one of the coaches and the next day they trade you like it's just like that so it's yeah. just like it's always a business yeah. you don't know what they're thinking and things like that so um i just know that you know it's a business you just gotta work 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 you know things are gonna happen you're gonna get traded a few times and you just you just gotta you know just be you know just be yourself and you know just have that same willing um, grind thanks and and, and being you know, playing with and against great players is an intimidation for a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it, bring, it can bring a sense of security, of, of insecurity for for a lot of basketball players, right? Especially especially at a young age, you hear about, you know, this player is ranked such and such. He's supposed to be the best in the area. He's supposed to be this and that. You, in, in, in those times, you were playing with and against the, one of the greatest players of all time, the best player in the world in LeBron James. Um, I mean, uh, alongside uh, a, a newly assembled group of, of gamers. I mean, Melo, Westbrook, yeah. Davis. Uh, that can that can be that's that's about as intimidating as exactly. it is, especially coming in as, as an undrafted rookie. Yeah, you know how did you how did you approach that situation Man. without you know kind of losing yourself? It was a lot, man. It's just <laughs> a lot of these people that you, know, you, you you idolize and you look up to, and now like you're in a practice with them and you're on the same team as them. It's like, bro, like, but like I feel like after time goes on, it's like to me, and you know, I, I tell people this, I, I, you know, when I was with the Lakers, it's like as time as times went on, practicing every day, going to games every day, traveling with each other, I feel like it just got normal. Just like seeing LeBron, AD, Melo, mm-hmm. Westbrook. Rondo, Dwight yeah. Howard, like all of them are Hall of Famers, and like it just got normal yeah. just seeing them. And like for me, you know, it's I know you, people look at me like, how is it normal? Even though like you know they're millionaires, some are billionaires, you know, superstar celebrities. Yeah. It just got normal because you're just seeing them every day. But definitely a great experience. Yeah. Uh, like I said, my first year, you know, I just learned a lot, you know, from them. Um, just being around the guys, you know, like I said, all of them were really cool. I haven't, you know met one a-hole yet or whatever blah blah blah. like all the professionals Mm -hmm. i met yeah even with the hawks like i just haven't met you know everyone's just been cool like all the vets been cool you know respect them you know they respect you you stay out of their way they stay out of your way it's cool but like you know just lebron mellow just all all of them just being in training camp it was just like was like amazing i can't ask for nothing better so yeah i feel like i feel like getting over the hump of being intimidated and then kind of normalizing yourself, being around those guys is an important thing. And I think a big thing to learn from what you just said is just you should want to be around those players. Exactly. The kind of things that you learn is specific um, from being around them every day, you know, traveling and practicing in the games. And who do you think you learn the most from? Um, I just, yeah. you know, I, like I said, just learn how to be a pro. Just, you know, you got to take care of your body, um, you know, 
even though you don't feel like getting in the cold tub after practice or games, like you have to, like you got to force yourself to, or that next day you're just going to feel terrible. So just learning that and the traveling part, um, <laughs> just, yeah, traveling. I'm still trying to get adjusted. To that just you know, cause you're going from East coast to West coast <laughs> to Midwest. Oh yeah. So it's like, you know, you'll, you'll get in yeah. like some nights you'll get in at three, four in the morning, then got to go to practice in the morning or even like go to a game. So it's like, mm-hmm. It's just a lie because I remember we played. Who who did we play? We played. Um, I can't remember who we played. We were coming from. I think we were coming from Minnesota. We played, just played the Timberwolves. We lost, and then um, we had to, we flew to Chicago, and then we didn't get into like four four thirty, and then you know that's when COVID was. Yeah. So we had to get up around like nine for COVID testing, and then just a lie. But then yeah, just the traveling part, the time zones, getting used to that. Um, who I learned from the most? Oh man, I I can't really specify like really one person. I just learned from all of them. Just asking them questions, and you know, when you ask yeah. them questions, that that shows them that you're willing to learn. You know, I used to talk to uh, yeah. you know, I asked you know, AD, and I was I was cool with AD. I used to ask AD a lot of questions. He would help me out, and you know, even film session, he would you know, not call me out, but he would say you know. CB, we was just talking about that. Boom, boom, you know, turn, bring yeah. it to the screen. You know, I hedge out and you come right back under yeah. me. Boom, boom. Like, he'll he'll call you out just to know that, you know, that shows that, you know, the coaches, you know, y'all been talking, y'all been, you know, you're willing to learn. You know, AD, been, been doing it for years. Yeah. So, he knows. Yeah, so AD, um, you know, Rondo, Rondo, I definitely learned from a lot. You know, I don't know if you know, but Rondo's like a genius. Like, I'm, I won't be surprised yeah. if he'd he be a head coach for college or, 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 or um in the professionals one day but he's he's a genius like i remember like we were um you know he was i was on his team and he's just he'll be he'll be playing like we'll 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 play we'll go up and down we'll be he'll be playing yeah at the same time like he'll call out what's about to happen as soon before the play he's gonna say he's gonna come off the screen he's gonna come off the screen you know um the opposite corner gonna be open he'll call it out while playing and it'll be open, wide open three. Hit. Yeah. I'm like, bro, like, while, and co- while coaching at the same time, I'm sitting here like, bro, ain't no yeah. way he's doing that. And he'll just be like, you know. <laughs> yeah, he'll just be like, like, I remember one time we were um, we were going out. We were going out, you know, just to a little party, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, we, we had a big win and everything. Yeah. And he had his laptop with him watching the film at, like, 12, 1 a.m. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, just – Asking, you know, asking me like, yeah. you know, did um, did I watch my minutes? I'm like, nah, I only, I only play like eight, nine minutes. He was like, you need to watch your minutes and everything. Yeah. Well, he said, I'll watch it with you. I was like, for sure, bet. I mean, I'll take that on it. But like, he's just like, you know, twelve, one o'clock in the morning. You're not thinking about watching no film. Like, you thinking about having going yeah, out, exactly. going out, having a great time with your teammates. Yeah, and, you know, going to sleep, yeah. getting ready for practice in the morning. Like we did, but uh, he was watching film, and I was like, "Yo, well, he had he brought his laptop like to the party." Yeah. I'm like, "Who does this?" And he was just like, you could tell he was the coach of the game and things like that. And he was, you know, he he just telling me, you know, he just he don't just watch his minutes; he watched the whole game. Just on people tendencies, you know, putting people in the right spots, you know, what you know people's strength and weaknesses is, you know, he knows that, you know, Melo likes to get you know catch and shoot threes or likes it in low post, so he puts him in those positions. He knows that bronze, you know, just the athlete. Yeah. So he's gonna run with you. All you do is throw it up. 
He knows that uh, shoot Wayne Ellington is a spot up shooter, so you got to get him coming off screens, you know, catch and shoot. He just watching the tendencies, and yeah. that just made me like, you know, just knowing that he just don't watch it just for him, but he he's a winner. He want to get everyone better, and even in like you yeah. know, the Lakers film session, like he would just be you know calling out people and things like that, and just showing here and here that you know that he's trying to win. So, thanks. I mean, I think that goes back to. Again, like we said before that, I mean, just wanting to surround yourself by great players and great minds. Yeah. Like, you know, push you to, to, to do things that you never thought you would be doing. Yeah. Like, you know, watching film in, in, in a club at 1 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't find very many guys doing, thinking like that. There are a lot of hoopers out there who, you know, are in, in, intimidated, like I, like I stated before, about, you know, playing against other great players. Um players that just may be more aggressive, people rank higher than them, people that they heard about, you know, what could you say to them as far as how they should be approaching those situations? Um, just be yourself. You're out there for a reason, knowing that, you know, you have to know that and know, you have to know that you belong out there. Um, coaches and scouts, you know, feel like you're, you're, you, you fit that, you know, that position and that, um, that going at each other and things like that. So you just have to just go out there and be yourself and, you know, like, and just understand and tell yourself that you're there for the reason. You put the work in, and now it's time to re- for the results to be shown. So, thanks. And then, you know, throughout your re- your rookie season, like you say, I mean, there are, there are a lot of ups and downs, right? Mm-hmm. You, you got you got the uh, you got the the training camp deal, then they cut you, even though you feel like you performed well. But they put you on the G League team, played well for the G League team, got a ten day. Got a couple couple games in the regular season with the Lakers, right? But that at that point, that was probably the first time in your career, or one of the first, where you had a big opportunity and just didn't perform as well as you mm-hmm. thought you would, right? Um, had a couple games where you know you just kind of struggled. So, and then after those games, that's when the Lakers, that's when they cut you, right? Yeah, it was like, um, well, it really wasn't. Let me see. So it was like, you know, one game I did. One, the, so the first game I played, I didn't play that well. I played okay. Second game I played, I played, you know, I played solid. The minutes that I played, I played really good. And then um, I think it was one more. I was I was with them, but I didn't play that game. And then like you know, a week later they just caught and cut me. So it was just like I said, they had no reason. It just, you know, they cut me one of the yeah. goes another person, so. Yeah, but then, you know, you got another opportunity with the Hawks on a 10-day contract, right? Played well with the Hawks and then kind of stuck stuck out, stuck with them and their G League team through the rest of the season, and that's who you're back with mm-hmm. right now. So through all the ups and downs, through you not having played as well as you would have, you would have liked, um, but still getting another opportunity that, I mean, that just shows the perseverance that you had throughout that season. You know, could you, t- could you talk a little bit about, you know, continuing to stick to your work, sticking to your routine and, and sticking to who you are, even though, you know, your results, you may not perform as well as you, you, you might've expected. Um, the opportunities may not come as quickly as you may have expected. And, you know, even when you do perform well, the coaches may still go a different direction. Yeah. Can you talk about kind of dealing with all those ups and downs that may come with, yeah. you know, just 
it, being a part of the game and wanted to be professional. Yeah, I just try to tell myself, control what you can control. So I know I can control out. I can go out there and control how hard I play. I you know I can't control how, you know, how many you know points I hit or buckets I hit, but I'm damn near gonna try. So um, you know, just control what I control. You know, be a good teammate. You know, stand up, clap for my teammates when something when they do something good. When they come out of the game, get up and you know, dap their hands. And because you know, the coach, the coaches and scouts, they all look at that. Um, and you know, just being myself. I know that you know I, I trained and I worked hard for it. High school, college, it definitely worked. So uh, NBA. I know that you know it's it's I have to train harder, and that's what I have been doing. And like I said, you know everything's not going to always go good. You're going to have some some downs, but you you just have to stick with it. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, you you back with the Hawks this season, at least for training camp. Um, another opportunity to continue your NBA career. You know, what's what's your summer been looking like? Yeah. You know what what what's what's your workout routine been looking like? Yeah. So I'm 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 on a two way with the Atlanta Hawks again for another year. So this is my second year going. It's my second year uh, being a professional in the NBA. So uh, workout routine: just wake up, um, just like a little breakfast. Um, I lift, lift for like a good, you know, thirty, forty-five minutes. Then we're on the court for like an hour, you know, working out, and then uh, that's basically my day. And then I'm done around twelve, twelve thirty. Come home, you know, eat some food, take me a little nap, get up around like one thirty-two, and then. Um, Sometimes, sometimes I go back at night to shoot more, or play some pickup. Um, but that's about it. That's really my day. It's the summer, so it's not really like hectic, hectic. I'm just trying to stay yeah. in shape, get ready for training camp and things like that. I'm trying to do better by you know eating better, you know, stretching and doing better on my sleep. But that's about it, though. Yeah, yeah that's what's up. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Well, uh, I mean, we 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 can go ahead and wrap it up with that. For sure. Appreciate you again, bro, for hopping on, yes, sir. coming on, preaching, preaching the good word. There are a lot of people out here that look up to you, and there are a lot of there are even more people that can that can use the words that you said in this episode, man. So, yes, sir, Thank definitely appreciate me. that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe maybe after this season or some at, at some point we can get you back. Do home. another one for sure. I'm definitely. Uh, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. I always appreciate it. The audience appreciates it. All the hoopers around the world trying to figure out that we appreciate it. Good luck to you this season, bro. And. Um, yeah, thanks. Thank you again. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. My mama been told me don't get no poor performance. And whatever you gonna do, just do it. Never thought about doing.